Hello, and welcome back to our podcast, Sherry Blair and Company, where we discuss social issues affecting the community at large. And now our host, Sherry Blair. Sherry Blair here, reading Conversations on the Color Line. Use the Nurtured Heart Approach for Peaceful Communication. Written by Georgia Levy of the Sherry Blair Institute. As quoted by W.E.B. Dubois, the problem of the 20th century is the problem of the color line. It's 2019, and many people still flee, freeze, or fight when confronted with a conversation about race. Prejudices, oppression, and discrimination are sensitive topics fueled by centuries of pain and fear and have persisted as a legacy of racism. No matter where you stand on the color line, chances are that at some point or another, you have experienced despair when confronted by racism, either someone else's or possibly even your own. In the bigger picture, the absence or loss of peace can be traced back to many social and cultural factors, says Sherry Blair. Political unrest, domination, oppression, economic inequalities, glass ceilings, racism, sexism, ageism, homophobia, and religious radicalism. How can our minds and hearts not be affected by these inherently violent, divisive political and social constructs? Until we become aware and committed to making that change that begins with each individual, we will fail to make a difference not only in these larger constructs and in the workplace, but within our own lives. Georgia goes on to write, though there is no one clear and perfect way to talk about race, a strong communicator is able to read the room and adapt their communication style to their audience and environment. Therefore, it is always good to have an ample supply of positive and effective tools to help you contribute your thoughts, feelings, and questions in a respectful and productive manner. So, in honor of Black History Month and the breaking of racial barriers, we'd like to contribute to your communications toolbox by offering a few strategies to encourage more open and necessary dialogue about race utilizing the nurtured heart approach. As with many therapeutic and relationship tools, the nurtured heart approach is a flexible and and adaptable way to be used in a wide range of settings. Originally developed by Howard Glasser as a way to manage challenging behavior for parents, teachers, or any individual interfacing with children who have unique needs and challenges, the Nurtured Heart Approach is expandable to encompass strategies that can help people from all walks of life learn how to recognize and respect the inner wealth of anyone they encounter, including themselves. It's like the gift that just keeps on giving. Below, we've broken down the basic fundamentals of the Nurtured Heart Approach and expanded upon the methodologies to offer suggestions as to how to have productive, educational, and collaborative communications about race and racism. Using the three stands of the Nurtured Heart Approach, stand one, absolutely no. 
This stand is grounded in the belief that by giving energy to negative behavior, thoughts, and feelings, you are actually fueling the fire. People thrive on attention, and deep down we all really just want to be heard and seen. When you pay no mind to someone who is doing the right thing, but then shower them with attention the second they step out of line, you are inadvertently rewarding their poor behavior with your time and energy. This stand is particularly difficult to follow when broaching the potentially atomic topic of race. Call a person racist or any derogatory term, and you better be prepared for an explosion. Belittling a person in any way will cause a wide range of intense emotions. And it is in these very severely heated states that our diplomatic abilities dissipate. Effective communication requires full attention, and critical thinking. And these skills take a backseat when emotions are at the wheel. In getting riled up over what someone else may have called you out of ignorance or anger, you are rewarding their unacceptable behavior by allowing them to get under your uh, skin. Albeit, The ignorance and fixed mindset of others when it comes to their racism can be infuriating to some. We almost cannot fathom the notion that they do not even see their own racism. I have stated before, what I find interesting on social media posts is that the only people who say they are tired of hearing about racism are white people. Well, I think... Try living your life through generations being oppressed and discriminated against by racism. Georgia continues to write, however, being a person of color or a minority does not absolve or exempt a person from being prejudiced. As a society, we should not permit discrimination or cruelty for any reason. Whichever side of the color line you are on, it is still something that provokes a deep emotional stirring within and pouncing on it out of anger or from pain or frustration will only fuel the fire. No one will be heard and nothing will change. Stand one is a refusal to give energy to unhealthy negativity in any way, shape or form. Well, here are some communication tips. Remain peaceful. Think, what would Martin Luther King Jr. do? Make equanimity your mantra. When confronting bigotry, prejudices, or injustices, try expressing how a person's words or actions make you feel in an even-toned, calm, and clear manner. In maintaining your composure and bringing to attention without blame or anger, the impact a person's divisive beliefs or behaviors can have might encourage empathetic listening to your experience and input rather than causing a person to jump on the defensive. Even if your perspective may not be validated or even considered at first, odds are your message will be taken home and digested later. On the other hand, if your response is accusatory and elicits a screaming match, your insight is most likely going to fall on closed ears. It's important to remember that no matter what, we have the right to our own opinions and moving toward accepting one another unconditionally, whether we agree with one or not, 
can be truly helpful. Practice the art and gift of resetting yourself. When you enter into conversation with someone and all you sense from them is anger and hostility, while you are doing your utmost best to keep your cool, it is okay to walk away or let it go, whatever works for you. When a person is irate and irrational, the conversation is over. Do not engage by raising your voice or lowering yourself to their level. Instead of becoming overwhelmed, take a step back and several deep breaths. Is this the conversation? Is this conversation really worth your energy? Will your communication be productive? What good will come of a toe-to-toe argument? In the fight for justice for all, we must accept that some battles will be lost and that our sanity and humanity is sometimes not worth the sacrifice in that moment. Let's look at stand two, where we say absolutely yes. Complementary to the first stand, stand two encourages the relentless recognition of positive behavior and awarding your energy where it is rightfully earned and deserved. As a society, if fame and fortune were achievable through goodwill and positive deeds rather than shock value and drama, chances are we would see more heroes and fewer villains on our television, tablet, and phone screens. We must nurture and energize behavior and beliefs that promote equality and social justice. Creating successful outcomes in our communication style and maintaining peaceful power is what Stand 2 inspires us to do. Let's look at some communication tips right here. Practice recognizing people. Energize and promote people for their efforts toward equality. Acts that further human rights, kindness toward others, and relentless preservation of human dignity. Though at times it might feel like a stretch, Recognize others for any positive strength, value, or virtue that you believe is the change we need to see in the world. Aligning with the theory of classical conditioning, effective training requires some sort of reinforcement. Think about the impact of lashing out and giving your undivided attention and passionate energy to a person who uses a a racial slur versus giving a neutral response and then offering recognition when they practice acceptance. In practicing the latter, odds are you will likely see a more positive shift in the person's behavior if they learn to associate good feelings with being kind and willing to recognize differences, willing to become more culturally aware and sensitive or compassionate about other people who are different than you. Below are a few examples of forms of recognitions and how to utilize them to help shape positive accepting behavior in your community. Using active recognitions, this is where we give language to the attitudes and behaviors you want to encourage by explaining them aloud as if narrating for an audience. I noticed that you held the door for every person behind you, regardless of their appearance or behavior. I hear you maintaining a calm tone, even though the discussion is growing in intensity. The goal is to let the person know they know that you notice their actions and that they are capable of positive behaviors because you acknowledge their choice to be kind or to remain peaceful right in that moment. 
experiential recognitions. Building upon active recognitions now tag on the values or qualities that person is exhibiting to promote their own internal awareness of their ability to practice such desired behaviors. I appreciate that you are engaging in this difficult conversation with me because it shows that you are open and committed to learning a different point of view. I heard you practicing Spanish with ordering your food, and that shows you appreciate and value other cultures. The goal to recognize the greatness in everyone by redefining how we think about others and hopefully shifting even how they think about themselves. We want everyone to know that they are capable of promoting social justice and equality because we witness them practicing those values in everyday activities.